I'm Theo. And I'm Juliet. And this is Apologies Accepted. We offer an entertaining look at some of the big issues in history by examining public apologies of the famous and infamous. We're looking at politicians, serial killers, actors, and you. Send us a public apology you would like to make, and we'll read it on the air and give you a chance to redeem yourself, or just get some guilt off your shoulders. We're here for you. Once a week, maybe more if you're really, really sorry. And I am not Juliet, the glamorous and sophisticated Juliet. I am not. You're the glamorous and sophisticated Theo. Yes. Of course. Yes, I am. <laughs> and what's shaken bacon, glamorous and sophisticated Theo? <laughs> Please, can that be my name forever? Yes. Um, I really love that. What is shaken? Oh my gosh. A uh, bunch of really nothing. It's been nothing but work, work, work. However, I did get a call from my friend, and I could say yeah. his name, Terry. Yeah. Who um, called me up and was like, I couldn't talk. I was in the car. I was doing stuff. And so yeah. I had to like, eh, call me back later. Starbucks. I was driving to Starbucks. I was driving to Starbucks <laughs> through the drive-thru. Yeah, and, lucky uh, you. It's, I'm going to say it's awesome. Um, but so, audience, we were talking about uh, drive-thru Starbucks. How I wish that we had drive throughs in San Francisco and we don't. I have to get out and actually go inside stores and Theo gets to sit in his pajamas in the car and go wherever he wants and get whatever he wants. Get whatever I want through a little window in a wall. So Um, nice. Yes, it is. And uh, and yeah, that's what you get for living in a walking city. God damn it. Yeah. Why did I ever, why did I ever decide to live here? (laughs) Move to LA. It's, it's all drive. Um, But anyway, so, uh, so whatever my friend blood he sent me a text and he was like okay you can call me back later but make sure you do and i was like "Ooh, Ooh okay that's uh, important well i guess i will and i was For going real. to i just had to get out of the car and get like my forty-seven thousand bags out of the car uh-huh. so cool anyway um i was like what's up and i was expecting to hear something important and i did he booked a ticket to come to visit me on my birthdays, plural. Oh, yes. And so, awesome. surprise, he'd already booked it and paid for it with money. And Guess so, what? I'm coming to visit, yeah. whether you like it or not. Yeah. And then uh, and we were talking, and he was like, and uh, and Mario and Jim, oh, yeah, I can say their names, are going to come too. And uh, like Mario and Jim are going to get mad that I mentioned their names. <laughs> All I'm ever going to oh say God, is nice things about my friends. Oh my God, you're going to have a party for your birthday at your house. Yes, and so because they don't listen to this podcast, right, uh-huh. I can say. Um, so Terry lives in Palm Springs, and uh, the Monopoly company, Procter, who makes it? Parker Brothers. Procter, huh? <laughs> Procter and Gamble Procter do Gamble. not make. Oh, the company that makes Monopoly. I thought you meant the company that is a Monopoly. Okay, go ahead. Oh, yeah, no, no, it makes the board game Monopoly. So, um, so there's a Palm Springs edition. And so I bought oh. it, and for oh. my birthday, I'm going to demand that we all play Monopoly for an hour. I get bored after a while. That sounds like a real party. Well, I will be. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to give them food or anything, or are you just going <laughs> to pop them down and say, here's well, our entertainment? the weekend. So gonna, <laughs> on my birthday, this is what I want to do. I want to play this game for an hour. What a great um, gift. For me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
thought you meant the Monopoly game. Well, that like, too, yeah. But yes. what a great gift that they come to visit you. I'm very giving to my friends. Um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and I'm real excited. So it'll be super fun. And then James will be here for a bit, but then he's got to leave um, sort of midway through the weekend. Yeah. And, but I mean, fine, cool, whatever. At least he'll be here for when when the gang's all here. So yeah. very much looking forward to that. Super fun. Real big surprise. Um, That's can't so wait. awesome. What day yeah. is your birthday this year? It's March 25th and 26th. I know, but I... <laughs> Saturday, Sunday, Friday, Saturday. I don't. Does it matter? I know what day your birthday is. It doesn't matter. Oh, I'm just wondering because they're coming for the weekend. It's a Friday and a Saturday. Okay. I already sent you one gift and you should get it soon if you haven't already. But um, I I don't. I have not. Okay. Soon. Soon, soon. How weird. I'm sending you a gift and it will arrive to you on Tuesday. Oh, my God. Maybe we'll get them on the same day. Oh, my God. Wouldn't it be great if we got each other the same gift? Kismet. That would be hilarious. It could One day happen. that'll happen. That could happen. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so that's it for me. What's shaking bacon? Um, God, I don't know. So I went to the dentist yesterday, which was very exciting. First time I've been to the dentist since COVID. So I'm, I'm embarrassed to admit that's like two years or two and a half years since I've been to the dentist. Yeah. And my dentist made note of that. And she was like, uh, she didn't say anything. I mean, she, she was so sweet. I have the best dentist in the world. She's like dentist for anxious people. So, which is not why I go to her. That's why um, Brent goes to her and I just go to her because I've been going to her forever. I don't know. Anyway, help me, help me, help me, help me. A a dentist for anxious people. Yeah. Like her whole office setup is like soothing music kind of stuff or just more, she knows how to work with people. Yeah, the whole thing. Plus, she gives you drugs if you want it. Like, she'll send you some drugs before your appointment if you want some Xanax or something to, to relax before you go. And uh, she'll give you drugs when you're there if you want and, and just sort of all that kind of thing. So that's – she's very – and she's a fantastic dentist. Like, all the other dentists who have seen my teeth have been like, you have really good um, – I have a gold tooth. And they're like, yeah, that gold tooth is really good work. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> So anyway, so she she um, she just mentioned that I had a lot of tartar and and there was like twenty minutes when there were like three people in my mouth cleaning Ugh. up after everything I know right and, and she actually said it was a little intense <laughs> so you know it's bad when the dentist says it was intense but yeah but uh, at the end of it I got a clean bill of health and I don't have any cavities or anything and everything is cool so hooray. Um, but that's really the big event of my week. Um, I did uh, lose one of my um, employees for health reasons. He had to go um, stop working and I am hiring someone to replace him. And I'm also hiring someone to replace someone else. So I had to interview a bunch of people on Friday, which is really hard for me being a massive introvert. Um, But it went fine. And I found one person that I like that I'm going to bring in. So I think that'll be good. Um, But other than that, uh, that's pretty much it for me. The weather here has been really great. It's been really sunny and and pleasantly pleasantly cool. And the flowers are starting to bloom, like the trees, the the cherry blossoms are blooming, and some of the other flowers, I don't know what they are. So it's very cool. (laughs) The mysterious unknown flowers. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure they're really rare. So no one knows what they are. Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Is it spring in Austin yet? You know, last week you asked that, and I was like... Uh, spring is not spring, but blah, blah. And then we went outside for a walk and I was like, holy moly, it is spring. Like all the trees. I hadn't noticed. (laughs) Awesome. And it was South by Southwest too, right? It is. And I think it's next weekend as well. Uh, And what a nightmare. I have totally forgotten what South by is like 
when there are people in town for it. It is. I can't believe you are actually like out and about during South by Southwest. Well, I'm not. I have to drive through downtown to get to the outlet where I am addicted to shopping. Right? <laughs> and uh, and I went yesterday because I needed to get a lamp and a side table for this thrift store chair that I had found. And oh, it was yeah. this whole thing. So I spent like three hours looking for a table and a lamp and other wow, fun things. That and fun. I found them and they were having a 70% off of their already highly discounted prices. So I got an $89 basket for like 20 bucks. Um, this is my brag. This is my life. This is That's awesome, but they're selling a basket for $89 at a thrift store? No, it's an it's an outlet as opposed oh, to a thrift outlet. store. Oh, okay. Yeah. Usually okay. it would be a thrift store. You are I was going to say if they're having a 70% off sale off at of that, a um, store. that that Art Nouveau chair that you showed me, you should totally go back and get that. I no. I just so don't need a $900 chair as much it's as a I want it. Chair. I've never seen a chair like it. I really Me want either. it. either. It's, yeah, right? And so. <laughs> yeah. Someone's <laughs> going to snatch that chair up. Not but. for $899, they're not. I don't uh, know. They might. I, I don't know. I visited twice already. <laughs> I, I will be going a third time. And maybe. We should put I a picture a up of the chair on the Instagram. We have an Instagram? <laughs> I think we do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Funny how season two went off the rails that way. It was supposed to be more social media active. And uh, yeah, it hasn't happened. It started off pretty good. Yeah, we have a couple pictures. Um, so awesome. So let's talk this week about, I think that's that's our, what's that's our, it, that's our uh, all the bacon. Yeah, all the bacon, all the bacon bits. Um, so this week, let's talk about um, some interesting uh, laws and um, what's going on in Florida, which is not good. It's not been anything good happening in Florida for some time. Um, but recently, the Florida Senate and House passed a bill to restrict classroom discussions about sexual orientation in the state's public schools. So that bill is called Parental Rights in Education and is known as the Don't Say Gay Bill. That's probably how you heard of it. It says that lessons about sexual orientation are banned in kindergarten through third grade. Uh, I think I think it also bans just discussions about sexual orientation in 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 school, um, and it also prohibits discussion in other grades unless the lessons or discussions are age appropriate and developmentally appropriate. I don't know who decides that, and I don't know. Well, right, that's just not that's that's so specific and not broad at all. Right, right? age appropriate. Okay. I mean, that, that? that just leaves everyone basically open to, to lawsuits. So it, the, the measure gives parents the right to sue school districts if their kids are taught um, against this law about being gay or uh, gay subjects, I suppose, um, right. which, which could be anything that even mentions gayness. Yeah. Like, but with it, gay it people in it, anything. Can't even be mentioned in the class. Um, right. And so that was a point that came up. Um, one of the senators in Florida gave an example sorry, not a senator or congressman, but a state congressman in Florida, gave an example of, of a math problem that uh, started. Sally has two mothers. Oh, boy. Who can't stop having sex with each other. <laughs> <laughs> they have $5 between them, right? But, right. but you know, uh, a, a question that was uh, perhaps Sally has a mother and father and they have $5 between them. That's perfectly right. fine, Right. That's and crazy. So, I mean, I I do understand the point, um, which is it might be superfluous information to say in a 
in a test question. Sally has two mothers. They have $5 between them. Uh-huh. Right? Um, one mother is busy earning all the money, and the other one's busy spending it. Um, well, we're not talking about your life, Theo. <laughs> I know. That's <laughs> how it comes down. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, go on, go on. I, I side railed you. I and... forgot what I was going to say. I, I got distracted by the idea of you spending all the money in your relationship. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, oh yeah. So no, I was just going to say, if it's appropriate to say Sally has a mother and a father, it should be appropriate to say Sally has two mothers. Exactly. I mean, yeah. We're not arguing about that, but, um, th- that's, that's how I feel. That's not how Ron DeSantis feels, and um, he. So the Senate House passes bill. It's waiting for Ron DeSantis' signature, which is going to happen, no, no question. And then it should go into effect on July first. Yes, and then school districts will have until June of 2023 to update all of their lesson plans. Which oh. is that's that's the part that I find a little more troubling, right? It's that the schools have to go in and address their lesson plans. Well. What lesson plans do you have where you have like, this is the week we're going to talk about transgendered people, right? Well, you, no. You, that week they, doesn't exist. Yeah, no. Um, it's not a thing. But they may have books that mention people being gay or something. They, yeah, they they may. And those books are probably in the library. I, uh, I'm going to guess that a test question where Sally has two moms is a test question that's written by a teacher as opposed to like a state board. Yeah. Right. But, but you know, that, that's me. Uh, The bill's kind of far reaching though, in that it gets into the, the term they use is discussion. It's not teaching. Okay. It's discussion. Right. So imagine that, um, and this isn't my example. This is one that came up from a Florida uh, human rights group. Imagine that Sally does have two mommies and that yeah. the teacher has given an assignment to everybody to draw a picture of your family. Right. Well, the teacher then is faced with the dilemma. Let's use that right. word. Of, right. Well, does Sally get to participate or does Sally have to sit down and be quiet? And what happens if Sally does participate and another student says, why does Sally have two mommies? Right. And that, that's a whole big discussion there that you're not allowed to have anymore. Exactly. And, and the, Sort of the guise of, I mean, again, and this is this is my conservative, I'll say conservative upbringing, conservative upbringing to me today, right? Um, when I was living in it, it felt very liberal. Um, so, so I do understand that there's this fear, shall we say, maybe, with uh, certain sectors of our culture that um, things are going too far, right? Mm-hmm. And that sexuality should not be discussed in front of children. And right. sure, I totally agree with that. You shouldn't discuss anything sexual with children, but being gay isn't sexual. Right. Right. And that's that's really what, what they're getting to here. It's that the minute you say the word gay, you are immediately sexualizing the person. Right. Uh, all you can do is think about what that person does. It will say in bed. Right. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, it just it it doesn't have to be. You you don't have to think about gay sex when you're talking to gay people. <laughs> like I don't. <laughs> I just talk to them. I don't imagine having sex with them. <laughs> 
I, I think though that the the what makes them gay is fundamentally the fact that they like to have sex with the people <laughs> of the same gender. So or their style. Haven't you ever met the? No. Well, yeah, that is <laughs> that kind of is the, the dividing line there. Yes. So it kind of comes along inherently with the whole subject, and and I understand that it may not be appropriate to have discussions about sex with kindergartners, but you still have that question come up, like why does Sally's mommy, why does Sally have two mommies, and you've got to find an appropriate way to address that in kindergarten at an age-appropriate level, not prohibit the whole topic from being discussed. So what are they going to say now when someone asks why Sally has two mommies? Just, I'm sorry, I'm legally prohibited from discussing that. Yep, right, which won't add future complications to... Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. It's uh, well, how big an issue is it really, right? And and so this is the thing. Um, the uh, I think it was the Florida HRC chapter put out a statement that said, okay, it was Equality Florida, and they said that DeSantis is using anti-LGBT laws as a springboard for political ambitions. No secret that he wants to be president. Um, yeah. It's not a real need of our state. He is willing to inflict harm on the most vulnerable in Florida in order to shore up his extremist base. And that's exactly what's going on. Children are not being taught sex. It, right. Up until Nobody maybe the eighth grade. About, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so that's not happening. Right. And and the idea that you can't that a child can't talk about their gay uncle or their gay neighbors right? right and you don't even have to say that they're gay you could just say my neighbors bill and sam right then you know it's like are they brothers no they're not brothers you know what i mean it's just it's so weird. of course who gets up and says oh my gay neighbors yeah well i guess if you're having a conversation about uh diversity you would and so right. and that's the thing right they i'll say the political right wants to just stamp out discussions of diversity. So yes. th these bills aren't just anti-gay, right? Yeah. There are also all the critical race theory ones. No discussion of race at all right? in a classroom. Right, which is ridiculous, but it is actually the same approach. Right. I'm, Let's pass some laws around it that prohibit teachers from discussing race in the classroom because it doesn't belong in the classroom. Right. Right. And then they say that we're the ones who are focusing on race and saying that race matters when race actually does matter it's we're the ones who are trying to make it so that race matters less right but anyway um so let's talk about um walt disney <laughs> 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 so walt disney is obviously a huge florida employer um they have tens of thousands of workers at the walt disney world resort and on march 3rd they issued a statement regarding the um the don't say gay bill and in the statement, uh, Disney noted that they, quote, understand how important this issue is to our LGBTQ plus employees and many others, and that for nearly a century, Disney has been a unifying force that brings people together. We are determined that it remains a place where everyone is treated with dignity and respect. And Disney went on to say that it felt that the biggest impact it can have in creating a more inclusive world is, quote, through the inspiring content we produce, the welcoming culture we create here, and the diverse community organizations we support, including those representing the LGBTQ plus community, which is the biggest cop out in the world. Uh, yeah, They've got a huge percentage of gay people working for them, I think. I don't have any stats on that, but that's the impression that I get from people I know that, that have worked for them and, and statistics, not statistics, but um, things I've read in the newspaper. I could be wrong, 
but it seems what? Oh, I was going to say when we worked, when we, when I worked at Disney, I and me, that makes we, um, uh-huh. uh, the joke was, oh, Disney's lousy with gays. There were so <laughs> many fucking gay guys, right? Okay. Um, I don't know about the women. Um, yeah. And part of it was the, the version of life that Disney presents. It's uh-huh. very clean. It's very wholesome. It's it's very loving, even even back in the seventies, right? And that's what it would attract these uh, people to the company for for employment, okay? Because the the company had these values where everything is wonderful and safe and inclusive. It gets a little sketchy there, but yeah. but on the surface, inclusive. Okay, that makes sense. Um. So Disney put out the statement saying that we're not going to do anything about this. We're going to just continue doing what we do and say that it's positive for everybody. Um, and uh, later on, there was some backlash about this. And, and uh, a couple days later on March 7th, the CEO, whose name is Bob, I think his name is pronounced Chapek. How are we going to pronounce his name? I've been saying it Chapek in my head. Okay, Chapek. Um, We're sorry, Bob Chapek, if we're wrong. Um, But in an email he sent to staff, he said, as we have seen time and time and again, corporate statements do very little to change outcomes or minds. Instead, they're often weaponized by one side or the other to further divide and inflame. Simply put, they can be counterproductive and undermine more effective ways to achieve change. However, Pixar employees noted in an email response criticizing both Chapek and Disney that the very email making this claim opened with a corporate statement regarding the ongoing situation in Ukraine. That begs the question why Ukraine merited a public statement and financial sanctions on Russia, but Florida's don't say gay bill did not. During the March Disney shareholder meeting, which was about the same time, um, Bob Chapek made further comments about the company's position on the Florida bill and what actions they intend to take in the future. During the meeting, Chapek indicated that the company was opposed to the bill from the outset, but chose not to take a public position on it because they thought they could be more effective working behind the scenes. Chapek then noted that their behind-the-scenes efforts were ultimately unsuccessful. During the shareholder meeting, Chapek also shared that he had spoken with Florida's governor, Ron DeSantis, to express his disappointment and concerns about what could happen if the bill became law. And Chapek commented on what Disney would be doing moving forward. Specifically, he shared that Governor DeSantis had agreed to meet with Chapek and a small delegation of cast members to discuss their concerns with the law. DeSantis said, In Florida, our policies are going to be based on the interests of Florida citizens, not on the musings of woke corporations. Uh huh. Yep. That's what he said. All right. Publicly. And then yeah. it gets that. And, you know, poor Bob Chapek. He is really caught between a rock and a hard place and not you in think? a good way. Kind of. Yeah. Because, you know, corporations rely on politicians to make laws that make it easier for corporations to do business. True. And so you've got to give them money so that they're on your side. Yes, when you, you give everyone money. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. You give all of the politicians money, not just not just particular parties or whatever. You give it to everyone. You give it to everyone and you give the same amount to everybody. Pretty much, yeah. Right? That's what you should do. Right. Um, and it's when you don't do that that you get in trouble. But then you don't do that when you see the political superstar and you know who's going to be the future president or you right. know who's going to buy, right? Uh, because the that gets you more political power um, and so, so, you know, yeah, it is sort of a rock and a hard place on one hand, yeah. uh, but then on the other hand, what if this had been race? 
you know, don't don't say race. Would would he have come forward and said anything? I mean, it's hard. Here's a hypothetical. So it's hard to say, like, this is what would happen if it had been race. Right. But, you know, what if it had been um, pro fascism? Right. 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 Yeah. I mean, we hope that he would have made a stand. At, at a certain point, Bob, you You've would stand up and say, listen, I don't up. think it's right to do this to Jewish people. <laughs> right. And, and there's at, there's a limit somewhere. And um, with Bob, it's not the gays. That's not the right. limit. That's, you know. Right. Um, right. Um, yeah. He did say that Disney would sign the human, right campaign, human rights campaign statement opposing legislative efforts like this around the country and that Disney would uh, give them give $5 million towards organizations, including the human rights campaign that are working to protect LGBTQ rights. But the human rights campaign has refused the funds from Disney until they take meaningful action. Yes. And first time the HRC has probably ever refused a donation. I mean, how weird, right? Well, I mean, how I think, I think that's actually great that they did that. I wasn't expecting that. Um, I kind of expected it to be more like, oh, thanks for the money. And we understand the position you found yourself in. And we're so happy to work with you and blah, 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 blah. But instead, they've said, no, we don't want your money. We want to see some action out of you. Right. But what kind of leverage do they really have? I mean, does does, does Disney go like, I don't care if you don't take my money, huh? They control all the gays. So (laughs) if we quit going to Disneyland, they got to close those gates. No, of course not. Right. Um, It's just more that thing of at a certain point, a corporation has to recognize what its values really are. And Disney comes forward with the um, we want to be more inclusive. Look at all the films that we've released. Right. And. Canto, I think is the latest example. Which Encanto? Speaks, Encanto, thank you. Um, you say Encanto, I say Encanto. Yeah, right. Um, and, uh, and there was the other one about the Day of the Dead, which, you know, specifically are looking at Latin. Coco? Is it Coco? I uh, don't remember I the name it, so of I it. Know. Yeah, I, I didn't see it either. Uh, and I didn't see it not because of the cultural uh, point of view reference i don't know i didn't see it because it was about mexican culture i didn't see it because i just don't watch disney cartoons anymore yeah right right adults i mean it's well i i might be guilty of something of like a little mermaid right uh-huh. or, or something it's, uh-huh. it's it's really got to get to like a frozen i need to hear everybody talking about it nonstop okay. for five years and then i'll be like okay i'll watch it okay sure that makes sense yeah which doesn't help. That's why I that. watched Breaking Bad because people wouldn't shut up about it, and finally I watched it years later. I have tried twice to get through that, and I got all the way up through season four, and I always fall off. Really? Yeah. What's wrong with you? I don't know because it's like <laughs> I was really into season one, two, and kind of three. Oh, it's so good. The ending is so good. But yeah. anyway, all right, we won't talk about Breaking Bad. So let's. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that. Why would we expect anything less from us? Um, That's right. Okay, so back, back to Disney and the gays. Um, back to Disney and the gays. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it just so corporations present the these images of themselves, their brands, and Disney was built on the family, right? Yeah. Uh, That's the whole reason that Walt Disney created Disneyland. Uh, he felt that. Uh, the old carnies and fairs, the traveling circuses were 
inappropriate for families. And he wanted to create a space that was warm and welcoming and American and, and lovely and all of those great 1950s post-war values, right? Um, so that's why he built Disneyland. It was going to be an amusement park that was clean and safe and and American, as American as apple pie. Um, and, and that's what he did. And that, that idea just kept getting amplified as time went on. It went from the American family to... You know, all by American family, I mean white family. We're talking the 1950s. Yes. Um, and then that moved into race and inclusion around race. And now we're into inclusion around uh, gays. There, I'm sure, was a period with women as well, probably sometime in the 70s or 80s, where it was like, we need more female executives. Yeah. We need to step this game up. Yeah. Um, but I think also Disney recognizes that they make culture and... And we'll get into that in the apology. Um, But yeah, I'm just going to say like not a real Disney value, Bob, to say, hey, we donate our money to all politicians and we're just not going to take a stance on this political issue that's a human rights issue. Yeah, absolutely agree. Um, So after there was some backlash, he did um, finally come out uh, and publicly oppose the bill on March 9th. And he said, um, while we've been strong supporters of the LGBTQ plus community for decades, I know that many are upset that we did not speak out against the bill. Now, we were opposed to the bill from the outset, but we chose not to take a public position on it because we thought we could be more effective working behind the scenes, engaging directly with lawmakers on both sides of the aisle. In secret. Yeah, I mean, ridiculous. So uh, the previously mentioned comments from Pixar employees, I think I previously mentioned Pixar comments, not sure. Um, I meant to at some point. Um, in response to Chapak's statement at the shareholders meeting came in a letter signed by, quote, the LGBTQIA plus employees of Pixar and their allies and was circulated internally. The letter expresses that uh, Chapek's memo regarding the Florida bill rang hollow. And according to Deadline, it also critiques Chapek's claim that Disney officially... Disney has a long history of supporting the LGBT community. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> let me start over. According to Deadline, it also critiques Chapek's claim that Disney has a long history of supporting the LGBT community by noting that the Disney parks did not officially host Pride until 2019 in Paris alone, and that Disney has a history of shutting down fan-created Pride events in the parks, even removing same-sex couples for dancing together in the 1980s. I completely forgot about that. So um, I can only speak to Disneyland, but I imagine that what happens at Disneyland happens at all the Disney parks. So there, you can rent the park out. You can rent the park out for a private event. Um, How fun. And super fun, right? And so loads of um, corporations do. The really big ones will rent the park out for the evening after operating hours. Sometimes Disney might close a little early depending on who needed to rent the park, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then it would be like a big welcome. All employees and families come to Disneyland at night for free. And cool, right? Yeah. So great. Um, Well, some organizations, there was a Christian one that used to rent the park. I worked at uh, special events, so... We actively yeah. had to work with the park to close it so that who I can't even think of like any of the organizations that used to rent from us. I don't remember any of the names, um, but, you know, there were Christian groups that would do it. Um, mm-hmm. And then there was this like there was just this one group and it was always kind of called Gay Night. Uh-huh. Right. And and that was just what it was called. I don't I don't remember the organization that rented the park out, but it would be rented out and it would be gay people 
And of course, not everybody knows that the park is closed at night. And some families who come to Disneyland for a whole week, let's say, might uh, in their hotel room at 8 p.m. say, oh, let's go to the park. And they would go to the park because they bought a week's pass and they would be told, right. oh, the park's closed tonight. But on gay night, they were told, sorry, the park is closed tonight and it's uh, it's a private event for homosexuals. <laughs> that extra, extra word of caution. Not on Christian night. Right. Right. You still oh weren't allowed God. in if you weren't affiliated really? with the group because it's yeah. a private event. But right. um, yeah, the messaging was just different. Um, wow. Weird. And, hey, un- understood. That's weird. Well, it just, it was that extra note of caution, I suppose. Right. Yeah, I guess um, so. Yeah, I, I don't know. Now, um, on gay night, anybody was welcome in. You had to buy a ticket through the organization, right? But they didn't <laughs> you ask you to suck a dick gay. to buy the ticket. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that would have made it more popular. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Forget the park. <laughs> <laughs> Stand outside. All right, stop. Line. This is immature. <laughs> so the Pixar letter um, continued we are writing because we are disappointed hurt afraid and angry in regards to Disney's financial involvement with legislators behind the don't say gay bill we hope that our company would show up for us but it didn't the statement then called on Disney's leadership to immediately withdraw all financial support from the legislators behind the don't say gay bill to fully denounce this legislation publicly and to make amends for their financial involvement so Disney, of course, as we mentioned or alluded to, has a history of providing donations to even the politicians who were behind the anti-LGBT legislation. And um, when he was criticized for these donations, Chapek initially declined to say whether Disney would stop providing donations to all anti-LGBT legislators. Um, of course, as a side note, Disney also benefits from tax breaks from the GOP-led government. Um, there was something else I was going to say about the financial support um, I don't remember. I'll come back to it. Um, but on March 11th, Chapek formally apologized for his prior statements and announced that the company will be seizing donations to all political parties in Florida while looking to further improve their support for LGBTQ plus causes. Which doesn't How, help. Right. I mean, why would you do that? You're, you're, you're going to punish everybody. Right. You're punishing everybody. You're also ceasing donations to LGBTQ plus causes, which is crazy. Why would you do that? Well, he's trying to do, he's playing both ends against the middle or trying to have it both ways, right? So you don't want to upset the conservatives because, as I said, Disney was built as a place for the family and for many evangelical Christians. Um, Disney, while the movies may be problematic, the parks are not. Right. Right. Because it's just an amusement park and it's clean and it's nice and lovely and all that. Um, and so, right. He's trying to make everybody happy and Bob, you can't, and you've got it. How old are you? You've got to know by now you can't make everybody happy. Right. There's just no way. Um, and the, the, um, the Disney employees, um, who were queer were outraged by reports that the company had been donating to politicians who backed the bill. Um, and most of the company's political contributions actually go to Ron DeSantis and the Republican party. And it's been about $6 million since 2020. So everybody's mad now, basically, is what Chapek has accomplished. He's pissed everybody off. Right. And and it's a silence. I think people would have understood. I mean, I certainly understand the political donations. That's just a necessary evil. Right. Right. 
Um, but it the silence, the silence. Yeah. Um, what do they call it? Silence equals not consignment, endorsement. Death. Oh yeah, there's that was that. the AIDS thing. That Science was the AIDS death. thing. Not that it's. Uh, they say it with race. Silence um, is consent. Yes, thank you. Okay, yes, silence is consent. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's really the issue. And and he's coming to the party a little too late. It took meeting with groups privately at Disney, Disney employee groups privately, to understand their heartache and, and tears. And you know, Bob, come on. Mm. I was just remembering the AIDS thing and how horrible that was. That was. Do you remember? Of course, you remember. Oh uh, well, I do. And we're gonna say talk about being lucky. Here I sit. Um, right. Yeah. Um, not that I. I mean, obviously, I, I took it quite seriously. Good. But I have a number of friends who, um, not that they didn't take it seriously, because that's what this is going to sound like. But um, I have a number of friends who did pass away from HIV AIDS uh, yeah. in the early nineties. And, you know, part of, part of all this is as a culture, right? Um, not just as a gay culture, but, but Western culture, we lost um, a generation of yeah. gay people who could yeah. have moved. We could have had gay marriage 20 years ago, right? right? Had, had all these people uh, survived, but what happened, which didn't help the gays at all, is that this illness that struck down gay people just helped reinforce prejudices against gay people because then it was like, see, God really does hate you. And it's like- The gay plague, yeah. God hates them. Then why is he bringing them all to the other side? Doesn't it seem like he (laughs) wants to hang out with them? Um, So, so yeah. And so here we are today um, and it's my generation that has- um, allowed the younger generation to now start coming out in the third grade. I mean, I don't think I would have known what gay was in the third grade. Right. Right. Did you? Um, I think I probably did because I remember that um, when I was coming back from Malaysia and I would have been about seven, um, six or seven, I don't know what your third grade is, but uh, but um, my aunt, I remember my aunt, uh, my aunt, my grandmother and my dad were watching a show about Anita Bryant or something. She was on the news. And my grandmother said to my dad, what would you do if, you know, like, God forbid, your one of your children turned out to be gay? And my dad sort of shushed her. Um, but I, I knew what it meant. So <laughs> I, and I knew that I knew that my grandmother was anti-gay. I, I knew that my dad was uh, not sure what my dad was. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I thought at the same time, it doesn't matter because I'm not gay. Because um, I was six years old at the time. But, but right. I didn't know what it was. Did you did you know? When did you know? Oh, wow. What a great question. Um, I'll say like I always knew I was different. And if I had heard about gay people in a, in a real situation in, in, in real, in reality, right. Yeah. I might've said, Oh, okay. That's sort of making sense to my brain, but uh-huh. that's not how I heard about gay people. I knew about gay people. Maybe I was like 10 or 11. I'll say when it started to like register, Oh, this is about dating. Uh-huh. Probably how I would have understood it. Uh-huh. Um, and that then because of like things kids said, I just thought it meant guys that wanted to be, not wanted to be women, but putting on dresses and pretending to be women. 
Oh, and I see. That was very much a thing I was not interested in and didn't want. And so it was right. like, okay, well, I'm, I'm not that thing then. Uh, huh? Because I really confusing. don't want to. Well, you know, I mean, again, I just, I just, like I do with religion, I just held my breath and took a big pass. Yeah. Mm, no, no, don't know. Huh. I'll say, we'll see what happens. And just wait. Right. <laughs> and you made up for it later. Oh, yes, indeed. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, but, but yeah, and so representation is important. I think we all understand that. Um, and, you know, how, how big an issue is this? It really is simply, and I'm, I'll say this, it, it's the right, try, or it's conservatives trying to control the culture. Right. Yes. It's absolutely. our version of reality. It's what we want. Yeah. Um, you know, of the five gay people in this entire school building of two thousand kids, mm-hmm. we're sorry if their feelings are going to get hurt. Right. Um, right. And that. So to prepare for today, I listened to a podcast, and I was looking for something that was sort of non-biased and and newsy. Right. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't need opinions. I have my opinions. Right. Um, and I found one and it looked like NPR and oh, I forget the name of it. Um, and it's sort of not important because mm-hmm. what, uh, how I was misled and oh, the resentment that I have. Oh, so boy. they were talking about the don't say gay bill, which is of course what I searched for in the podcast. Right. And, um, and it started off. Okay. It started off very reasonable, um, and they just talked about the news story and kind of the the political background in Florida. And then they went into what the issue is. And they referenced Jason Buttigieg, right? Mm-hmm. Who is the husband of Pete Buttigieg, who is the Secretary of Transportation, right? And so they said, yes, this really wasn't an issue until the first lady of the Transportation Department, Jason Buttigieg, Uh. tweeted out and then it was like oh okay i thought we were going to have a reasonable discussion around this bill and that it was going to hear something that was non-biased but you guys are going to call uh jason Buttigieg uh the first lady first of all lamest joke in the world you really should have gone towards a non-binary uh reference just to show like uh that you are aware what's really going on in the culture but okay we'll, we'll give you that one still not funny and then Holy moly, you would think that kindergarten through third grade was nothing but porno movies <laughs> and like puppets having sex with each other. Oh my right? God. I, I couldn't believe it. And then, it, you know, it gets down to like, and the poor parents don't have a say in what their kids are learning. That's crazy. Okay, well, that, that might be true, but are we going to allow every parent to determine what gets taught in history right. class? Right. Um, are we going to allow every... What about the flat earthers? Right, exactly. Yeah. And and not only that, but these these religious, religious right people are now accusing Democrats of being pedophiles because they're saying if, if you want to include discussions about sex in, you know, third grade, then obviously you're grooming them. You're grooming their... their whatever you're grooming them oh. for sexual behavior and it's just insane it's just horrible and you know who, is anyone buying this i hope not yes and so on this podcast because i completely forgot about this point 
they uh-huh. started talking about, it, it went into crazy land for me, right? Oh, no. Where they said, there are fewer children being born in America. That is a fact. <laughs> and so they need, they being the left, right? They need to indoctrinate children into these lifestyles because otherwise the kids will never know about them. Oh, God. And, you know, yeah, right. It was, yeah. Nobody makes money out of having more gays. I mean, no, nobody makes anything out of having more gays. It's not, it's not really a positive experience in the culture. You can't make somebody gay. Right, of course. <laughs> right? There's, there's that aspect of it, too. There's that. <laughs> you can't. I mean, I have tried, right? Yeah. I have used spells. I have. Well, I believe it. No, I haven't. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I mean, I've used spells, but not to make somebody gay. <laughs> Listen, Brad Pitt, you are so gay. You are so gay for me right now. No. Um, so, so just just ridiculous, right? The, nobody's trying to indoctrinate children. What people are trying to do is allow kids to be kids right. and to say the things they need to say. And to accept whatever their orientation is, not to force one orientation or another. And the Republicans are definitely trying to f- enforce an orientation, and that would be the straight orientation on all kids. Right. And, you know, I mean, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And sorry, hey, that's the world I grew up in, everybody. <laughs> Right. I didn't have a math test that said Sally had two mommies. And if I ever had that math test, the whole school would have shut down. <laughs> I can't even imagine that having been a question in Catholic school. I mean, Sally has oh, two mommies. Sally has what? two mommies who are burning in hell. Which one? <laughs> totally. Yeah. So let's so. talk about the apology. Um, so Chapek put out an apology around the 11th, I think it was the 11th of March, and that was just a few days ago now, and it said, to my fellow colleagues, but especially our LGBTQ plus community, thank you to all who have reached out to me sharing your pain, frustration, and sadness over the company's response to the Florida Don't Say Gay bill. Speaking to you, reading your messages, and meeting with you have helped me better understand how painful our silence was. It is clear that this is not just an issue about a bill in Florida, but instead yet another challenge to basic human rights. Thank you, finally. You needed me to be a stronger ally in the fight for equal rights, and I let you down. I am sorry. Our employees see the power of this great company as an opportunity to do good. I agree. Yes, we need to use our influence to promote that good by telling inclusive stories, but also by standing up for the rights of all. Starting immediately, we are increasing our support for advocacy groups to combat similar legislation in other states. We are hard at work creating a new framework for our political giving that will ensure our advocacy better reflects our values. And today we are pausing all political donations in the state of Florida pending this review. But I know there is so much more work to be done. I am committed to this work and to you all and will continue to engage with the LGBTQ plus community so that I can become a better ally. You will hear more about our progress in the coming weeks. I truly believe we are an infinitely better and stronger company because of our LGBTQ plus community. I miss the mark in this case, but I am an ally you can count on, and I will be an outspoken champion for the protections, visibility, and opportunity you deserve. Which is, there's a lot of nice in there. And it sounds let's nice. see what happens, right? Exactly. Because you haven't been outspoken yet, Bob. I mean, right? now you're speaking up, and, and that's cool, but... Um, you know, but what are you going to do? A couple of, not even a couple, one one thing, right? When you're a Disney cast member, 
you join a, you either join a cult, depending on who you are, or uh-huh. you join an organization that uh, values uh, its its employees, right? right? And we're not even employees. We're cast members. And once you work for Disney, you're always a cast member. Always, 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 right? Um, Disney is a thing that is in your heart and soul, and not in a religious way. Well, I mean, that's okay. kind of where it starts to get into the like, oh, um, what's happening here? Um, <laughs> when I, f- I'm sure we've talked about this on the on the pod, but when I first joined Disney, I came to them through a temp agency. Hi, Apple One. I'm looking at you, oh, and wow. um, and I worked there. It was just a job, and it was just a way to make money so that I could mm-hmm. go drinking on the weekends. Mm-hmm. That that was all it was, mm-hmm. and and I even thought it was kind of ridiculous. Right. Not Disney itself. I grew up with the films and, and all of that. Right. So, you know, fine. Um, but just how the how the people were. Everybody was so clean cut and and so nice. Right. And but I mean, after a while, it started to grow on me. And my boss at the time, they decided, hey, we you know, we really want to hire you full time. Let's try and bring you in. And that became mm-hmm. a whole thing for me. Um but when I did join the company as a as a employee, mm-hmm. my boss said, you know, there'll come a time when you're going to look around and you're going to realize all of your friends are Disney employees. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that will never fucking happen. And it took mm-hmm. one year. Wow. And I had I had one friend who was on the outside who wasn't a wow. Disney employee. And that was my, well, I mean, other than you, right? <laughs> um, and like other than Michelle. So uh-huh. two, right? Uh, right. But my roommate Terry, who didn't work for Disney, wow, uh, yeah, and Your I tried to was get the him. only person that didn't work for Disney. Wow, that that was my friend. All my other friends just disappeared because my Disney friends were they were so fun, and they still are so fun. We're still we're still friends, right? Sure. Um, so cool. they're all here now. Um, <laughs> but you know, so so cool, and. Disney is, like I said, it it becomes a form of identity. I'm a cast member. And what okay. you don't do is you don't speak publicly against the company. I see. Period. You just, you don't. You may you have don't. internal discussions with, uh, we don't like this rule. We don't like this thing, right? But uh, Disney uh, had dress codes, which, yeah. which uh, you lived by. No yeah. facial hair for men. No body piercings for men. Oh, wow. um, haircuts. Uh, there was there was a hair length limit for men. That's kind of extreme. Oh, this uh, this was very normal, right? Damn. Uh, so it wasn't even like your clothing, which also was regimented. Yeah. Will be the word that I will use. But women always had to wear pantyhose. Always. Are you shitting me? I am not shitting you at all. all oh my it was god! The biggest discussion. Well, was it the biggest discussion? It was one of the biggest discussions with my uh, female coworkers. Because I would complain about not I was never a facial hair person, right? Yeah. But yeah. I would complain about, well, I'd like to grow my hair out a little bit longer because, you know, uh-huh. whatever. It's the trend now. And they were like, You think that's bad? You should try having to wear pantyhose. Meh, 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 meh. Jeez. Um, yeah. Uh no jeans ever for wow. women. Ever. And I don't recall if guys could um pantsuits were allowed, but only pantsuits. Uh, it was basically skirts and pantyhose for women. Um, and then, Ugh. yes, I mean, um, you're not allowed to dye your hair, right? Other yeah. than natural colors. Um, 
Oh, I can't remember all the other stuff. Uh, jewelry. That's a lot. You could have too much jewelry, right? There, <laughs> it's too many rings. Um, wow. So there were there there were limits on the amount of jewelry you could wear. Perfume was monitored. That's as, like being back in Catholic school. Uh, very much like being in Catholic school. Um, which, you know, is maybe part of the reason why it felt so comfortable because maybe. after a while it felt comfortable, right? Yeah. At first it was like, this is terrible. What? You won't allow people to have mustaches? And then it became... Do they pay really oh, well? Why do people mustaches? put up with this? No, they pay shitty as hell. Um, where they used to, anyway. Sorry, yeah. Disney, I don't know what you're paying now. Um, why? I'll tell you why. It's because of the version of life that... Disney represents and being a part of that version of life and working with people who also have that same version of life means that for eight to 10 hours a day, you're in that world. Wow. Right. So it's like a very conservative culture that people appreciate. Uh, conservative, but also like, was there a subversion? Um, I'll, it's not complex. It's really not. Um, Disney didn't have I don't remember gay policies like, uh, you but can't be gay. Sh- well, yeah, I, I mean, there, there was a, th- I'm sure there was a thing, nothing coming to mind right now uh-huh. about, um, you, I didn't, I don't think a gay guy and there were hundreds of them yeah. on my floor, right. Would ever put a photo up of their boyfriend or them with their boyfriend. Right. right? Um, yeah. So, uh, so anyway, that's, that's why people, work there because they're drawn to the 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 love the the magic right there's you'll hear that word all the time at disney yeah uh, when they do park um enhancements right we call them enchantments oh my god uh-huh yeah oh my god yeah oh god, you i could, couldn't take it you could oh disney god. up yeah <laughs> enchantments <laughs> park enchantments we're, oh my god. we're upgrading the people mover <laughs> but you know it's just, it's so fucking nice is what it is it's so did you go to nice. Disney, disneyland a lot when you were i did um but i didn't go for like well no let me rephrase that i never went to disneyland prior to working there because uh-huh. why i mean it's not oh disney i just not an amusement park person right sure. um but when i did work at the park i discovered I am very much a behind the velvet rope person. Yeah. And so totally. when you work at the park right. and you have your name tag on, right. you can go behind the scenes and you can take shortcuts from like main street down to, I don't know, um, whatever. Yeah. To, yeah, whatever other land. Right. Yeah. Um, and it was awesome because you would go backstage and uh-huh. you would see like Cinderella smoking a cigarette on her break. <laughs> Right. Um, you would see Goofy taking his head off and walking around. Right. Um, and there was an incident where um, Disney has Disneyland has like a little police station for okay. yeah, people that have to go to Disney jail. But <laughs> also, you know, all lost kids. Right. Okay. Mostly where it was or what it was for. And uh, there was a three-year-old who was traumatized when Goofy took his head off to smoke a cigarette in the parking uh. lot. Yeah. And so... <laughs> All characters had to keep their heads on, had to remain in costume when they were anywhere in public, which also meant backstage. Really? Yeah. Only in your dressing rooms could you could you remove your head. Wow. Yeah. So fun. Um, so, yeah, that's why people work there. It's it's for all of that goodness and 
um, the pay wasn't great, but you had a long-term career because you, you, the people worked there for like 25, 30 years. That was such the norm. Wow. Yeah. And people who had started off in the park, um, are, wasn't even the joke. The reality was, um, Disney has tiers and those tiers are based on your looks. Right. And so, um, oh yes. The next time you're listeners, the next time you're at any Disney property, please look at who the frontline servers are. And then if you can look back into the kitchen, take a look at the wenches they have back there, because mm -hmm. the more attractive you are, the closer you are to the public. To the front, yeah. Yes. Our managers um, were all attractive people, and it all started off as tour guides. And the most attractive people at Disneyland are the tour guides. Um, uh. And so I would walk through the park with my um, old boss, Kim. <laughs> so great. And we would be walking by and we would see like some 19 year old, you know, in, in, in the cashier outfit walking by and they'd be really good looking. And Kim would go, there goes our next boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I bet the good looking people got the promotions too. The good looking people get the promotions. They got the jobs. They're, they're, they're the frontline people uh, that apparently stops when you become CEO. But um, you know, <laughs> Sorry, Bob Iger and um, Eisner. Oh, my God. Michael Eisner. I've totally forgotten his name. Right. Yeah. That was the one who was CEO and you were there, right? Yes. And he was CEO forever. And he really did take the company in a different direction. Um, the, the movies had started the park. That's where the money came from, all mm -hmm. the little Disney films. And then Disney hit a Disney films hit a down slump in the 70s and 80s. And mm -hmm. the parks were actually what carried the studios for a long while. Uh, the parks were where the money was at, which mm -hmm. sounds weird, but there you go. And that didn't mm -hmm. change until Pixar came into the picture. Uh, and that's largely because of Eisner. So yippee. Um, anyway, that's why people work there. It's a long answer. So you didn't stay. Why didn't you stay? I did stay. I was let go. Um, oh, okay. Yes, it was a very traumatic day, and it wasn't just me. They had massive layoffs, uh, and and like you know, it was the whole day of of layoffs. Um, oh, that was one of my apologies once uh, because I think I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, I would still be at. I think I still would be at Disney because here's the thing: wow. once you've been working at Disney for a couple of years, the idea of working anywhere else is impossible to fathom. That's scary. That's that's the way it was for me. Okay. You know? um, I still have some friends who do still work at Disney, so they'd be going on to 30 years now. Wow. Um, I know. My God, I'm so fucking old. How did that happen? Um, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that that's why people work there for little money, and that's why Disney pays little money, because they know they, they know can. They know that's what people want. Right. People want to be there. Yeah. All right, so uh, back to the apology. Let's uh, rate it. So um, Chapek's apology, I give it a three out of ten because I think it's empty promises. I'm gonna give it a five, um, but then I'm gonna take a point away <laughs> for a four. So I felt like the apology was very. On one hand, he said the right things. I'm going to stand with my gay employees. I'm sorry that I, you know, sort of didn't think about you initially, but yeah. I understand now. 
what happened and how it was hurtful. And so sorry. Right. And so big points for me. Um, but then you stop giving money to all politicians while you reevaluate yeah. your, and you know, what you're trying to do is please conservatives as well as the liberals. And you're never going to please the conservatives and the liberals. It's never. just never going to happen. Right. I mean, maybe, maybe there's a way to do it. Even the Ukraine, you can't please conservatives and liberals because I'm pointing at you, I'm pointing <laughs> at you through the screen. You conservative, you can't please. No, you know, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, so, so there you go. I, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens with Bob and what he does for more inclusion. Yeah, we'll track this. Yeah. Um, um, like we so, track everything. So it's a 3.5 out of 10 total average So good uh, for this apology, which is awesome. Um, and do you have an apologies expected or a who's sorry now? I have a who's sorry now. And my um, who's sorry now is me. And I oh. would like to apologize to, uh, I can say her name. Michelle Reese, who was vice president of Disneyland. Um, uh -huh. She was a wonderful, wonderful uh, VP. And I say that because I had many interactions with her because I was oh, often wow. sent to the principal's office for being the naughty <laughs> Disney employee. Um, so, oh, so, so many things. But the, the thing I'm going to apologize for is uh, there was an administrative um, assistant support appreciation day and uh -huh. the big big thing was you got to have lunch with michelle and so they took all of us out and probably there were like 20 of us right uh -huh. and um so it's nice she's having lunch with the admin assistants and and we're talking and my thing was i had to wear ties and i really resented the fact that i had to wear ties uh -huh. so i would wear the ugliest ties i could find that's it funny still made sense they weren't yeah. horrific, but, you know, they, they had things on them, right? Yeah. And one of my ties had a banana on it, a great okay. big yellow banana. Um, <laughs> and on a background of like, I don't know, what do you, it doesn't, Argyle, right? Okay. So Argyle pattern. And um, I was across from Michelle because we rode together on the same uh, crew team uh, for Disney and... Uh, she knew me, so she felt comfortable with me. You were on the crew team? Yeah. Yep. At I Disney. didn't know that. I was, yes. Wow. Uh, and we rode in uh, Tom Sawyer's Adventure Lake. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. Um, and so she said, I'm so sorry about all of this. She said, is that a banana on your tie? And I said, no, I'm happy to see you. And <laughs> I thought... That that was so fucking clever. It's so <laughs> awesome. Oh my god! And I was like, I got to use that old joke from like the nineteen yeah. forties or whatever. That's yeah. And um, she didn't to her to her her good graces. She did not react one way or the other. Oh my she god! Just let it slide, so to speak. And um, yeah. So I <laughs> I'm really sorry. Uh, Ms. Reese, you were a wonderful VP. I really enjoyed working with you. And um, I'm sorry about that stupid juvenile joke. That must have felt a little embarrassing. Um, and I did not yeah. mean to embarrass you. I meant to, like, trot out some old joke. And look how clever I am. I seized oh this opportunity, God. so to speak. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. There we go. 
<laughs> I didn't know any of this at the time. That was just a moment in a day of my life. <laughs> Not worth calling you about and saying, guess what I did. All right. I have an apology expected. All right. During Read Across America Week in early March, Toby Price, the assistant principal at Gary Road Elementary School in Hines County, Mississippi, read a book by Don McMillan called I Need a New Butt. Um, it was one of his children's favorite books. Uh, he read it to about 242nd graders over Zoom. Yay! He was fired two days later of and accused of violating the standards of conduct section of the Mississippi Educator Code of Ethics. In a letter to Mr. Price, the school superintendent called the book inappropriate. She particularly took issue with the references to farting <laughs> in the story <laughs> and how the book described butts in various colors, shapes, and sizes. Example, fireproof, bulletproof, bombproof. Ms. Martin called Mr. Price unprofessional for having selected the book. Mr. Price, who has been an educator for 20 years, says he has hired a lawyer and plans to fight the termination. We have a lot of reluctant readers, he said. I am a firm believer that reluctant readers need the silly, funny books to hook them in. I mean, on one hand, okay, you're not wrong. But on the other hand, it's kind of like... Uh, I mean, but they yeah, this is for kids, though. Kids are gay. totally inappropriate. Yeah, I mean... I, I can see both sides, but I don't think he should have been fired. I think they could have spoken to him, perhaps. I agree. Yeah. Firing I think they should was, apologize. Firing was a bit extreme. It, it is a stupid move. I understand his argument. I would yeah. even say I agree with his argument. Yeah. Um, but when you've got an audience of 200 and something people, you yeah. really need to like tame it in a little bit. I mean, I totally would have read like Harriet Tubman or something, but, but then I probably would have been fired for that. By oh, it would have been totally the race thing. Right. So, yeah. Right. Uh, no, those, those things are real to our listeners. I will point out very quickly, even though we're at our end that last year there were 200 and 280 anti-gay bills going through state legislatures. Damn. 25 passed 13 are anti-trans um, legislation targeting what can be said in schools. We had 28 states that had discussions in their um, state congresses around race discussion in schools. Ten of those 28 states passed laws. Three states, oh. being Arkansas, Tennessee, and Montana, allow parents to opt children out of lessons that mention orientation or gender identity or race. Wow. That's hardcore. It's just dumb. It is dumb. It's scary, though. It's dumb because we, we live in the age of the internet. You think your kid's not going to get a hold of a phone and, like, what does it mean to be gay? Yeah, but what are they going to find? Are they going to find the Republican story or are they going to find the other story? Ooh, let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> You're typing in what does it mean to be gay? Yeah, but, you know, they know who I am. And so, oh, they're gonna know what you what you want to see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Welcoming schools. You're not gonna get the. It's it's a sin. Oh, it's so nice. Oh, it's a world of love <laughs> and hugs, just like Disney. Just like Disney. Well, speaking of a world of love and hugs, we must leave apologies accepted. The world of love and hugs. <laughs> but we'll be back next week. So thanks, everybody, for joining us this week. We appreciate your time, and we will see you this time next week. Next week. Or any time, because it's a podcast. Bye. Bye.
Thank you for listening to Apologies Accepted, the podcast. You can find links to the articles and the sources in the show notes. To submit an apology or find out more, visit us at apologiesaccepted.net, where you can also find our merchandise. We're on Twitter at Apologies Accepted. And on Instagram at apologies.accepted. You can support our important work at Patreon forward slash Apologies Accepted. And fuck Facebook. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>